0: Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High High School School Podcast Podcast. (laughs) from SevenSistersHomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I am one of your hosts, Sabrina Justison, here with my co-host, Vicki Tillman, and today we have a special guest who has joined us, our good friend, Angela O'Shaughnessy, and we have homeschooled with her for many, many years. Angela is one of our Seventh Sisters. That's right. And you know... So are you, you. listeners. There are six of us, and every time you join us, you are the seventh sister. So welcome. We are going to be talking today about doing homeschool high school with kids who are not intending to go to college after graduation, who are instead career-bound. And some of the things that we have done in our home, some of the things that Angela did in her home, really helped lead our kids in that direction, and so for those of you who are considering that direction for your homeschool, we hope that today will be an encouragement and maybe give you some practical ideas as well as just some fellowship and companionship with others who have homeschooled similarly. Because you know,
1: there's, there's... not one right way to homeschool.
0: Say that again, Vicki, we can't hear it too often.
1: Yeah, there's not one right way to homeschool.
0: Your homeschool is your homeschool, and it's the family that God gave you, and he knew what he was doing, and he will guide your steps. So we are here in the glamorous off-the-garage office studios of the Homeschool High School podcast, and we have made ourselves comfortable, and we have been just sharing a little bit with Angela before we hit the record button, trying to remember what, um, what some of the Clues were early on that we were not necessarily heading toward college applications. So um, we're going to start there. And just how many kids did you homeschool with this in mind? How many career bound teens? Two boys. Two boys. All right. And what were some of the things that early on made you aware that hmm, this might be this might be a little bit different?
2: Well, we're a very hands-on family. We do a lot of things, uh, car repair. My husband has always loved trains, so we have a huge train layout in our basement. Um, Which is the
1: hopping thing around Christmas time in our area. Everybody goes to the O'Shaughnessy house.
2: Yes, we have an open house, and we love having people in, but... um, and I had a philosophy when my kids were born that if you can walk, you can work. So we taught Ooh, them... Oh, that's
0: good. If you can walk, you can work. I like Amen. it.
2: <laughs> we taught them as soon as they could walk that they could pick up their toys, they could um, help get things out of the fridge to help with dinner, whatever needed to be done. If they were old enough to do it without being in harm's way, they could they could help. So... It was just kind of a lifestyle that we started, and then they realized as they got older that that's what they wanted to continue. Very
0: good. So the idea of work ethic, I always have trouble saying that. Work Work ethic. ethic, Something about the K and the T-H messes me up. The idea of teaching work ethic to our kids is not some isolated thing. It's kind of modeled and expected and woven in to learning at an early
2: age? Absolutely. So you guys
1: did not feel like failures because your kids liked hands-on and
2: weren't getting up in the morning
1: saying, I wonder how soon I can go to Harvard.
2: No, actually, I was Mm -hmm. delighted, and I felt like the Lord really... Bless them I know I struggled and I know lots and lots of people who struggle with what do I want to do with my life Mm -hmm. and I felt like they were very blessed that they found things that they loved very early on that is excellent so in the early years of homeschooling
0: in elementary grades did you find that a lot of your learning gravitated toward hands-on
2: experiential kind of settings definitely um I love books so we did read a lot of books but um, we did a lot of field trips, a lot of museums, a lot of just going to people's houses and saying, How, how do you do that? Teach us about that. So, yeah, we we love the hands-on thing.
1: That's that's true. One of the things I've noticed about the Ashaughnessy House is Curious is the the <laughs> middle name of everyone. Like, how do you do that, and what are you
2: thinking about that?
0: And why are you doing that? There's yeah. It's okay Absolutely. to explore... Why is this really necessary,
2: right? And why are you doing it that way, too? And why are you doing math? (laughs) My boys ask a lot of those questions. (laughs) Why do we have to write essays? And what's
0: the answer? (laughs) Why do we have to write essays and
2: do math? (laughs) (laughs) This would be a good time to tell the essay story in Kevin. Um, My youngest son is um, very dyslexic, and that was a struggle all throughout school, and he really fought on having to write anything, having to do anything. He used to say words are stupid, yeah. and so he just didn't didn't like to, anything to do with words. And so having to write an essay, um, Sabrina asked why, and uh, we all know it's important to know how to communicate. So he did have to do some essays in high school, But he did not like it, and it was a real struggle and a conflict every time. Well, he um, joined Civil Air Patrol, which is something he loves, and for his most recent um, promotion, he had to write an essay and give a speech based on the essay.
1: So not only
2: essay, but speech. Yes, which I made fun of him because he gave me so much grief, I thought he deserved some of it back. (laughs) But, uh... (laughs) He, he dictated to me, and I typed for him, and when he was finished, I sat with him, and we edited a little bit, but for the most part, he did a perfect five-paragraph essay, and uh, his leaders, they have a score sheet, so it's not just subjective. They have a score sheet that they grade them on, and he got an excellent score and passed and is moving on to the next level. So his five-paragraph
1: essay training in high school, suffering through that every single year, Mm -hmm. helped his brain to know how to do an essay when he needed it in his adult life.
2: Yes, and this would be the perfect time to say, thank you, Miss Sabrina. (laughs) (laughs) For what? (laughs) For teaching them about literature and writing and Uh, and co-op. Words can be stupid. Sometimes
0: Kevin is right, words can be stupid but words are also super important and yeah so working with them in ways that will be meaningful to our kids I love it that you said that he dictated and you typed because that's something that Vicki and I are regularly encouraging people through the podcast is make use of unusual strategies don't stay stuck in a box that is not helping your kid learn and achieve the, the meet the goals that they're reaching for and when you have someone for whom that piece of the writing is problem, it's okay to work with them on it. You didn't write the essay for him, but you helped with the getting the letters actually on the
2: paper. All the multitasking involved in writing, when you have to do the typing, think of the words, get it on the paper, it's just overwhelming to him. So being able to use the technology, use mom, <laughs> was very helpful to him. Good. And the training that Sabrina
1: gave them and the use of the Seven Sisters Essay Writing Guides.
0: Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah, breaking it down into bite-sized pieces. No busy work. refusing busy work. Yeah, I I know your boys enough to know that they're not fans of busy work.
2: Not ever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And they're okay with articulating how they feel about that. When they think that something is busy work, they will say... Hmm.
2: Politely, but,
0: Politely clearly. but clearly.
2: Yes. You should see them when I ask them to help with dusting. I <laughs> 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 see no point in that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wonderful. So, y- you you plug into who your kids are, what their strengths and weaknesses are, what their interests are. You have conversations about where they're headed and what paths they might be taking. Did you guys talk about whether or not you were thinking college and what it would take to make that happen and what other options were.
2: We had a lot of conversations, particularly with the oldest one, because if one of them was going to college, he would be more likely to have that inclination. Um, He was very interested in history and still is. We were a history family from the moment I met my husband. and We both sort of just loved that and loved going to history events and museums and things so we taught them early on and our oldest son really um, he really fell into that he really loved that so he started reenacting when he was 11 he went to a uh, Civil War dance. I believe he was 11 or 12 his first time, and he danced the last waltz with a very tall, leggy blonde. <laughs> I don't know if that says anything about him, but <laughs> I just that's remember
0: a cool that. memory. <laughs> that's a cool
2: memory. But so we we investigated that, and maybe um, museum work or history teaching because he's great with kids, but. He decided on his own as we explored that he was really good with his hands and always has been and that that was how he wanted to earn his living and he could still do history as a a hobby. Very good.
0: I know in our house we had a couple of kids who pretty early on decided that they were not really interested in college. And one of the things that they talked about was that... Learning what they wanted to do was going to be an ongoing thing. They were interested in a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And the idea of committing that kind of money for those years of college to something where they were afraid that they would change majors lots of times because they couldn't decide was very intimidating because we as a family did not have college money set aside. So when each of our kids was in high school, we would talk about, okay, so with the things that you want to do, if it's going to require college, we need to start planning for that because we'll need strategies to make that happen. And um, so the actual counting the cost was a part of deciding, too. And um, that's okay, right, for homeschool families to talk about the fact that life costs money?
1: Absolutely. is College is so expensive these days, if kids don't need 4 years of you know and two of those 4 years being general education classes to get training on what they feel called to do like why do that
0: you can also take classes that do interest you you can get certification in mm-hmm. specific areas and that's one of the things that one of my kids in particular went back late decided not to go straight to college but then went and took specific courses to gain um proficiency and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, skill uh,
1: certification. Yeah, yeah, like we're, we're
0: recognizable certification yeah, mm-hmm. kind of thing. you know, yeah. a lot of things are overseen now. Um, so you can do it in chunks too. So.
2: My oldest son did get a certification in machining, so and he decided he could work as a machinist with just that certification, but he decided to go on and and uh, do an apprenticeship so that he could get more recognition for his skills. He, he has the skill, and he has a real aptitude, but just having the recognition, which allows him, it opens more doors for him career-wise. Very good. So he went to the community college, right,
1: yes. and got some certification classes there. Yes. But he didn't do general education. No. He didn't go get a, a whole degree. He got what he needed to be
0: successful and in his field.
2: His classes were very specific to his the job that he wanted to have.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So let's talk a little bit uh-huh. about... Um, some of the things that you actually did during high school, activities that you chose to be involved in, groups that you participated in, the types of classes that were things that created bright moments. You you mentioned that essay writing was not one of those so we'll skip essay writing and go <laughs> to something else. How about, you mentioned Civil Air Patrol tell us a little bit about
2: um, My youngest son, again the dyslexic kid who didn't like words, was involved in Civil Air Patrol um, It's um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's an auxiliary of the Air Force. And he loves that sort of thing. He loves the military discipline. He loves having to physically work hard. Um, so that was a great experience for him. Last year, two years ago, he got to go out to Arizona to be a part of um, a pararescue orientation course cool the idea of that is to let kids who are interested in maybe having a career in the air force experience what it's like and it's very tough it it's very military they they work very very hard and he came home and I said did you like it and he looked at me and said no but (laughs) it was great and I'd do it again (laughs) So they were out there in a hundred and twenty degree heat, carrying forty pounds on their back and two hundred pound dummies to represent fallen comrades, and it was—it sounds like torture to me, but maybe too Wow.
1: <laughs> and it was to him, but to him it was great, right? Because that's one of his gifts—is carrying around two hundred pound dummies, right? <laughs>
0: Okay, that could be a whole other podcast <laughs> right there. We're not gonna—I'm not gonna let myself go there. All right, you mentioned your other son was big into reenacting.
2: He does uh, Civil War reenacting, and he does um, cowboy reenacting, and he thinks that going out and sleeping on the ground and uh, loading uh, muskets and uh, eating hard, tack and, hard tack and things that i don't even think are considered food he thinks it's the greatest thing in the world he wears wool all summer for reenactment <laughs> oh because that's what they did in the 1860s but he think it, he thinks it's great and he has a lot of comrades close friends that he has made through this and that I think they sit around when they're not reenacting, they tell um, Monty Python stories. <laughs> but um, Pining for the fjords. <laughs> he, he started that, he got started because there was an older, homeschooled young man who loved history and he organized a lot of events. So Brian did that with him. And then he, as he grew, he kind of became a leader like that and it's just there's a lot of camaraderie in it and there's history there, there are reenacting groups who kind of do it for the fun of it but they're not as authentic but he and his group are very they want to be as authentic as they can be so there are no um, synthetic fabrics There, there's no you know ordering pizza <laughs> <laughs> So for for him, the reenacting
1: wasn't a career, but it was good career exploration. Absolutely. That you never waste time. And it instead of becoming career, it became community for him. Yes. And, and a built lifetime. leadership
2: skills, too. Yes. And so. introduced him to his girls, so that was a ah, nice side benefit. Indeed.
0: Very good. Very good.
2: So, Angela, what was your background with college? Did you go
0: to college? How did you feel...
2: I did go to college. I have a bachelor's degree, and I loved college because I'm kind of a nerd, and I (laughs) love books and learning, and it was kind of a shock to me to have kids who weren't into books and learning the way I do. But um, I've felt some guilt over spending four years in college and then not really knowing still what I wanted to do. And I have learned... Uh, largely through homeschooling my own kids, that you don't have to know. You can explore. You, As long as you're being a responsible adult and paying the bills, it's okay to try different things and not always know that it's this one thing. So there's not one right way to be an adult. Absolutely. Responsibility is important, but there are a lot of different ways to be a grown-up. So back in the old
1: days, people imagine you graduate high school or graduate college and you go right into the workforce, get one job, and you're there in that job, in that corporation
2: until you retire. I don't know anything about that because I wasn't around back then. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's history. Yeah, me, me neither. Vicky, Vicky's <laughs> told me about that, but
1: I, I wasn't there for that either. <laughs> so even our college-bound kids who they, they've gone to college, graduated, A lot of them end up with several different jobs, different corporations, even different careers. So there really isn't one right way and one settled way anymore to do adulting.
2: There's not, and I think it's even a good thing. I think you get to use different parts of your brain and different parts of your creativity when you do different things. Good point.
0: Good point, yeah. Using the different different elements of who God made us to be rather than identifying ourselves as one piece and one piece only. We talk a lot about career exploration and it is something that of course Seven Sisters has an ebook curriculum bundle that offers a lot of resources for teens for career exploration, but I think what we're talking about today is that for many people it's not just something important for them to do in high school it it's a part of life and we um, we refer to seasons in life a lot and Vicky even coaches people through changing seasons with career exploration and for
1: grown-ups. Right. At vickytilmancoaching.com.
0: VickiTillmanCoaching.com. Excellent resource. Um all right, so we talked about bright moments. Let's let's be real. There were dark moments too. What were the things during the high school years of homeschooling that just made you want to pull your hair out?
2: Getting up early in the morning. <laughs> 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 what, what were co-op mornings like at your house? Those were the fun mornings, but they were really rushing around, getting breakfast and getting out the door. Um, so we talked about my son who hated writing and hated words in general. Uh, foreign language was pretty dark moment we were all glad when that requirement was fulfilled and um, my, my oldest son loves to tell the story of how I cried and said I've ruined your high school career um, <laughs> and a lot of that had to do with math I was good at math in high school um, made good grades but being able to do something on paper is not the same as telling someone else how to do it. Especially somebody who doesn't like it and doesn't really want to do it. And I, um, if I had it to do over again, I would have farmed out math to someone else a lot earlier than I did. But it turns out that they both have to use math in their jobs, and now they're good at math. I think that's some of God's justice. <laughs>
0: like,
1: you think you don't like it? I'm gonna make it part of
0: your job. <laughs> Let me motivate you. So there's another tool to use, possibly farming things out that aren't a great fit. I we did farm out math in my high school, the for junior and senior years of math, because I wasn't good at math. So not only could I not explain it, I couldn't understand it when other people (laughs) explained it to me.
2: I did form it out in junior and senior year, but I would have done it sooner if I could, if I had realized that's what I needed to do.
0: So I think part of what we're saying is it's okay to
2: be a homeschool
0: parent who is not perfectly equipped in absolutely every subject area. You can find ways for your children to learn whether you can provide all of that instruction all by yourself or not.
1: So you can cover what's required for graduation, but you don't have to do every single thing yourself.
2: No, and I think there are, there are benefits to them learning from different personalities and different ways of doing things. Mm. Um, and one of the things, we, we did a lot of co-oping, the three of us and other people, But another thing that might be great is to find a retired person who's great at something and have them teach your kids a skill because it makes them feel useful and um, the kids can benefit from all that experience. Very good. Good thought. Even sometimes just within an extended family
0: or within your church community, Mm -hmm. you find people who who would like to continue encouraging others to take interest in something that they invested Mm -hmm. their lives in. And that's
1: an important skill for kids to learn anyway, is to network and to make friends
2: of different kinds of people. So your boys were good at that. My boys never thought about age or class or anything like that, and they still don't. Um, My son just spent a weekend on the Appalachian Trail with someone who's twice his age, and they had a grand time. In fact, I always say they're the youngest old people I know. So,
1: <laughs> tell tell about how your youngest got his current job as a surveyor.
2: Uh, when he was sixteen, I worked with a woman whose husband owned a masonry company, and I asked her that he was looking for a job because he, mostly because he likes money, and it was career exploration. It was, and he had done some other things, and he likes to be outdoors. So this was an outdoor job, and I asked her if her husband ever hired 16-year-olds, and she said, no, not really, because they're not very dependable. But I'll talk to him. She talked to him, and a couple of weeks later said he would like to talk to my son, and they talked, and he hired him. And he worked there for a couple of years, and it started to take a toll on him. He's kind of a small build, and at times he was lifting things that were about half his weight, so he decided that um... it was just hurting him too much and he didn't want to end up with permanent injuries so he put in his resignation and I... he was not stressed because he knew this was what he was supposed to do but I was stressed because I didn't want him hanging around the house and not having anything to do we have an associate pastor at our church who knows everybody in the world it feels like so he went to him and talked to him showed him his resume and he's made a couple of phone calls and said you know this guy who's a part of our church has his own engine um surveying company and he's interested in hiring you as a, a surveyor's helper you need to give him a call so he called and before his two weeks that he had given notice that his other job was out, he was hired by this company. So now he's he started out as surveyors helper, that has been a year and a half and he's now a surveyor with his own company car. Wow. So he's done really well with that. So
1: and this your youngest is not Mr Extrovert. He's, ha- he's a quiet young man with not a lot of words of chitty-chatty kind of, <laughs> Definitely. you know, like he, he, if he has to say something, he will say it. So he's not like, who can I get up this morning and network with? But he learned the skills when he was in high school of how to talk to people when he needed to talk to them and be clear about what he was interested
2: in. That is true, and I consider it kind of a homeschool win because... Even though he doesn't like words and he's always struggled with words, he probably has a better than average vocabulary and he's very articulate. But he is, he's a man of few words. He doesn't talk unless he has something to say. But if he's interested in something, he will talk your ear off. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful.
0: Well, I think that is... A lot of what we had planned to talk about, just Mm -hmm. to kind of give a glimpse into what your family experienced and the, like you said, homeschool win situations that came out of uh, celebrating your kids' individuality and letting your homeschool be what it was supposed to be and letting God guide the steps rather than picking a box and then trying to fit your kids into it.
1: And rather than wasting emotional energy feeling oh my kid needs to go to college when that's not what God has in mind.
0: Wonderful. So thank you for joining us. We appreciate you being willing to share a slice of the homeschool high school experience at the O'Shaughnessy House. And we hope that others of you are encouraged to to go with the, the even the quirks. We, we were talking before we started recording about uh, celebrating the quirkiness in our kids, too, that God knew what he was doing when he put those pieces together, and he will guide their steps. And if those steps include college, that is wonderful and important. And if those steps do not include a traditional degree program, but include a certification program or some courses at college, that's wonderful. And if their path is not supposed to have any of those pieces, that is also wonderful. Because there's not one One right right way to to homeschool. homeschool. So thank you all for joining us. Um, Check out VickiTillmanCoaching.com if you are thinking about career exploration in the big life picture. Indeed. Because there's not one right way to be an adult either. Indeed. And uh, remember that when you see the uh, the resources at 7sistershomeschool.com, resources in the blog and in our e store. that you are seeing things that will not be trying to cram your kid into a box that someone else designed. But instead, we have created resources and practical ideas and curriculum that is designed to not waste time with busy work and to Encourage learning in a whole bunch of different ways, because people are different. Indeed.
1: And there's freebies for career exploration when you check out our
0: e-store there at sevensistershomeschool.com. There's even a freebie for reluctant writers and getting started with a research paper for kids who think words are stupid. Indeed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know I have a good idea what if some of our seventh sisters would go over to iTunes and give us a little review and maybe some stars?
0: That would be a really cool thing. I think it's a wonderful idea. So yes, please, if you can, we would love to have you visit iTunes and help other homeschool families find our podcast. If it's encouraging to you, it will be a blessing to them too. Thank you. Thanks for joining us and we look forward to chatting with you again next time. This has been the Homeschool High School podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.